so it was so it was always it was always like pretty much destined for for you to be doing what you're doing it's just like you have to just you just have to be open and recognize you know recognize that i think that in a lot of uh, aspects of my life i'm a pretty passive person so the the whole i think with most things but especially like art and putting yourself out there and literally creating stuff you have to go take it you have to you have to go be like this is mine and this is like i'm gonna make a place for myself because no one no one's just saying like yo well at this age you can apply you can apply to be an artist here like you just have to go get it and uh take me a long time to feel comfortable enough to put myself out there you know guest is a pretty awesome guy my guy ron what's up dude how you doing i'm doing well how are you i'm doing pretty well too um, i'm enjoying uh this this journey of you know podcasting and uh connecting with people and you know dropping some gems and spreading the good word dude i uh yeah, I was fortunate enough to listen to that last episode of yours, and boy, I really enjoyed it. And from some conversations you and I had a long time ago, uh, I'm just I'm just really stoked for you to hear those visions come to life. The, the episode is awesome. You're doing you're doing exactly what you should be doing right now. Yeah, man. I'm just just gotta listen to the universe and just act on. Uh just act on it. It's not that easy to do sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's get into it. Um, can you give a quick uh, intro to who is Ron? My credits. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I uh. Well. You know, it, I think it, it took me—it took me only a couple of months ago. I feel like most of my life, playing music and and being interested in the kinds of things that I am, and I know that you are as well. Um, I think it's really hard to call yourself to be like, "Hey, I am uh, an artist," or "Hey, I am a musician," because at least for me, uh, the imposter syndrome is always so real, and I'm always like, "Nah, man, I'm a dude that works at a restaurant." But no, uh, I am an artist i'm a musician and uh the the overarching name for my project and a lot of my my stuff that's going on right now is cinematic portraits dope what and, and when i seen that change i was like hmm i wonder what uh what uh inspired the name change uh i wanted to actually take myself serious that's the that's step one you know uh i literally for years and years i've played in bands and been lucky enough to tour and collaborate on music with a lot of people and i always you know kind of set it into in my circles and also to myself and i'll start i'll start like a solo project and i'll put out music and like maybe someday i'll like start grinding harder on being a better audio engineer and producing more music and shit but like you know, it's easy to just push those push those goals back. You're real busy with work, working 40 hours a week. You're you're playing in in the band. You got shows. You got tours. You got other shit to worry about. But like, obviously, for the million horrible things that are going on this year, it's hard to it's hard to process and, and you know uh, like say have your glass half full with situations like this but like on a personal level all of the the craziness that has happened and all the downtime that i've accrued over this past year has really allowed me to focus on my shit yeah same same i think that's the same for for a lot of people to really have an opportunity to sit with themselves i mean the opportunity opportunity has always been there but 
when when certain things just uh are taken away or you know you are forced to just live with yourself you start to you know kind of do some self spring cleaning get rid of uh yeah no doubt habits relationships etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah it only it only took me a couple of weeks of sitting still doing absolutely nothing during during the quarantine like months and months ago being like oh you know it'll be a couple of weeks and then we'll just go back to the same shit i'll fucking work at the restaurant 40 plus hours and be super tired and, and play some shows with my band and, and that's it but yeah. then we realized like this is there's no such thing as going back to how things were before and uh i feel like i've on a personal level tried to try to make the best on it you know i've been trying to grind out all of the things that i've been meaning to do for a long time yeah and it's been um for some reason my brain is trying to like pull this correlation in but i think it it might it might fit but like it's been 20 years since the last like great big uh we're not in kansas anymore type event like the combination of y2k which i know a lot of people a lot of younger people have no idea what it is and then also i actually i I listened to a podcast about that mm. recently that's really interesting. Yeah, that in combination with uh, 9-11, which, oddly enough, was the following year. Obviously, I mean, obviously, that's a huge one. That's, like, the first major milestone, like, that first big marker of, like, uh, how some of the older generations are like, where were you when Kennedy was shot? That's important to a lot of people. Like, 9-11 is that is number one for us. Yeah. Yeah. But now, yeah, this is some shit that people are never going to forget, and especially that younger generation of kids that are just, man, yeah, the binary has just shifted. Everything has changed. Yeah. So, uh, about, you don't have to get specific, but, like, about where are you from? I am from a little town. Yeah, it's a city, but, you know, Syracuse is barely a city, and Auburn is, like, half the size of that. Yeah. It's barely a city. I'm from Auburn, New York. Whoa. And uh, I've lived in Syracuse for the past, like, five or six years. Nice. So where'd you, uh, where'd you go to school? So I went to a tiny little high school that was, like, I think 80 kids in my graduating class. That a, is. <laughs> little, yeah. 80. A little town called Port Byron which is actually only like 45 minutes outside of Syracuse. It's just a place you'd never, ever hear of unless you... Yeah, I think I've driven past. I think I've driven past that before a couple times. Yeah, there's a highway exit. A lot of kids' first jobs uh, was like working at the McDonald's on the highway. Yeah. You do any uh, schooling after after, uh, high school? Yeah, so I went to, to community college. I went to Onondaga. And uh, OC I, never, I never ended up, yeah, never ended up finishing my degree. That was actually something that I've been trying to parse through and uh, work out and try and do that. And uh, now that I have a little bit more time as well, I think I was always into academia. But as soon as I got into music, as soon as I started playing in bands, yeah, nothing like everything else was just like of secondary importance. So I, I never ended up finishing my degree. Hey, that's okay. Um. How what um what kind of student would you say that you were in high school? Well, my my interest and my focus uh, definitely changed um, in high school. So like up till sophomore years when I started, uh, like I, I met some friends. Obviously, it's like a super small town, so I, it's more so like I started hanging out with different people because you literally know everybody by name. You know their life story. You know their parents, whatever. So basically, I just started hanging out with different kids that were into playing music, and I got myself a little, like, $80 guitar at one of the, like, it was a FYE. No, no, no. It was a, it was a place called On Cue. 
a little like CD, you know, like a CD and video game store. You know what I mean? It's just like one of those lost era, 90s, early 2000s shits where they just sold you CDs. But um, they sold like cheapy little guitars. I bought one, started hanging out with people that actually played music and I pretended to know how to play guitar and six, seven months later we had, we, we started, uh, started a band and started playing shows and it was, it was over from there. After that, I, uh, I didn't give a, I didn't give a shit about school at all. <laughs> I passed, uh, but that, that was it. I didn't really care much beyond passing. Before that, I was like, Mr. Straight Lace, A's and everything really cared. Yeah. And you, and you kind of hinted on, uh, that 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 continuation for um, for college. Yeah, no doubt. By the time I was in college, I just I didn't give a shit. I really didn't give a shit. I <laughs> I was just concerned with playing music, hanging out with friends, and doing everything other than uh, learning. I think you know that that comes with time. I think kids that go to college, you know, like you're so young. How the hell do you know what you want? And I'll give credit to every single college graduate ever you stuck you you saw it through you're a better person for it but i was just yeah i was too caught up in other shit i didn't care at all uh so what kind of uh student would you say that you are now that's a great question see this is why you should be doing this you're good at it What kind of student am I now? Um, you know, I think that I am someone who just has a has a better idea of of uh, the 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 finality of things in terms of like you get the the old the old cliche you only get one shot at it. Fortunately for us, fortunately for me, I'm still I still consider myself pretty young. Twenty nine is young. But finally, I just finally feel like uh, I once again have that same uh, interest or like a desire for knowledge that I, I've i always had, but I've kind of just like pushed that to the side. I think that's just another one of those things that uh, with all this downtime and with how different the world is now, I just got to kind of change my approach to life and uh, just making making better yeah, making better use of my time, making time more meaningful. So like that grinding and that work of like getting up in the morning and working on a mix and then like spending four or five, six, whatever hours on, on YouTube or like audio engineer blogs and posts and shit just to genuinely learn and acquire knowledge. And, you know, I'm just, uh, I am truly trying to be a student of many games, the audio engineer game, the musician game, the, Unfortunately, the the social media game, you know what I mean, like making connections and networking and stuff. So I'm just trying to be a a student of many things, and I'm going out and getting it every day, which I think is a huge difference. Before I was like, I don't give a shit. I'd rather I'd rather play a video game and then go to band practice than than, than acquire this knowledge. This being that I was paying for, even I'm not paying for this shit. This cost me money, but. I'm much more interested in, in bettering and in, in sharpening the tools. That is that is absolutely a fact. I think people, I think throughout life when you get older or um, throughout life, depending on your experiences, I think that the importance of uh, education settles in even more. Because, you know, the world's, uh, your world specifically is in, is in your hands, you know, a hundred percent. Like you have to make decisions for, um, for every aspect of your life. You know, you got to make sure that you, you're taking care of yourself, uh, mentally, physically, financially, you know, and uh, and if you're if there's places that you want to go, you gotta, you know, you gotta educate yourself on 
how to do it. And I, I mean, as far as like uh, progression, if you want to like make more money and you need to uh, get educated on something to qualify for uh, a job yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I think um, one of the biggest realizations I had, which I have, it's, the, these weren't recent, but just, I don't know, you, sometimes you, you reflect on things and they, it suddenly clicks or recontextualizes for you. Like, I had plenty of, you know, as all of us in our generation and younger, I think we've all had just like a, a shitload of jobs in different areas because of how, how the world is now. You know, you just go from job to job and you get money where you can. But um, I worked at places like I worked a couple of factory jobs and seeing some of the people walk by you with their little like 35 years of service badge and shit like that. Oh, like that kind of shit. Just like, it just clicked for me that I was like, you never, and, and like no, no, like uh, no disrespect to people who genuinely want to just to have a blue collar job and work that shit and go home to their family. Like that's sick. Um, but for me, like that's absolutely not what I'm about. So yeah. when you see that kind of stuff, it just, you, you just realize you're like, man, I never like, it is all on me. I, I don't ever have to figure my shit out. I don't ever have to like, yeah, I want to know all this stuff about music and audio and like, yeah, I want to get good at this and that. And yeah, I want to, but like want and doing are two different things. I don't ever have to do it. Like if mm -hmm. I could be Mr. 35 years of service, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be that. So it feels, feels good to wake up and grind every day now. Absolutely. And I um I have a thing that I've been, you know, kinda like following for myself is uh do what you can manage. Um and don't and like you said, no no discredit because I'll probably most likely I'm I'm gonna find some people to um that have had, you know, those type of careers and, you know, get their perspective because I, I I'll tell you what, at, at one point, um, I wanted to be a truck driver. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was, that was one of, that was one of my goals, like, when I was younger, like, but, like, that was, like, one of those dream jobs, like, like people wanted to be, like, a firefighter or, you know, stuff like that, but uh, I was like, yeah, I want to be a truck driver. I think it was because I seen uh, Over the Top. Or maybe it was just because, like, just seeing all the trucks and, you know, people always doing the honking thing and just, you know. Everybody likes the truck driver. You see them on the highway, give them a little toot-toot. Yeah. But, yeah, um, do what you can manage. If Don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself in general. Like, you know, your life is yours. And if, if. Working for someone is sufficient for you. Do that because it's not worth it to take a risk that you don't need to or that you don't want to. You know, I feel like I just uh, through your wise words and you, you waxing philosophically right there. I feel like I just recontextualize some shit for myself right now. Mm. Um, so I remember for the longest time, cause, uh, like the phrase is like, you either live to work or you work to live. Yeah. And for a long time, I was like, dude, I just fucking work to live. I don't give a shit about labor. I don't give a shit. Like I just, uh, it work. The word work in my head was just something different. So I was just like, yeah, I just will get a job. I will acquire money. And after work, I will live my life. Yeah. But now, grinding on just packing as much knowledge into my head and working on as many uh, music projects as I possibly can. Um, that's work, but that's work for me. And now I would definitely say that I live to work and not just work to live because I'm living to, yeah, to, to work, to put those things out that I want to. And I never really felt like that until recently. I'm I'm glad that you just said that because I mentioned that or uh, something of the sort uh, in my last pod where like 
when you're working for somebody else and you're putting in, you know, 45, sometimes 60, depending on your field, hours of work for somebody else, it could seem like a drag. You know, it could feel like, it could feel like a hole. I've had some pretty unhappy times. But when when you're putting in those hours for yourself. So much different. It don't feel like work. If like it's, it's, it's just so. I think it's 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 instantly rewarding beyond more so than working for somebody else. I mean, unless if you're working at a job that you're really passionate about. Yeah, well, then yeah, exactly. That's that thing that outlet that like music and creative, like whatever people like. I'm just referring to our shit, like. That's their good work, you know. That's their work that doesn't feel like work. That's their passion. Yeah, still kind of feels like work sometimes, but it's it's worth it. Yeah, it's yeah, like you said. Um, when you think of work in that way, it's it's not it's still work, but it's it you it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a beautiful thing. All right, so uh, cycling back to high school, like. Um, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do in life? Or, like, did you, yeah, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do in life? Man, so I've always, I feel like I've I've kind of always been a, a head-in-the-clouds kind of kid. So when I was uh, rewinding a little back before high school, I started. I played. I started playing baseball when I was in first grade, and I was so into baseball up until the point where I started playing music in like uh, sophomore year of high school. So, like from first grade up until that point, that transition, and me getting really into, interested in the music, baseball was everything, dude. I played the school leagues. I played the summer leagues. I went to camps. This and that. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to college and on a sports scholarship, scholarship and, and this and that and I was just like baseball is all I cared about so then uh, high school rolled around and I, I kept playing baseball but then I started hanging out with some different people and getting into music and um, that yeah just shit just transitioned entirely differently into I want to play music and that's it as far as like academics or like a job of like uh, what career do I want to be I I, I I went to school when I when I did go to college. I went to I was an English major, an English English literature major, and I thought that I wanted to be a, a teacher or a professor. Maybe I I taught uh, English abroad. I lived in China for a year and and felt that out and everything too. But uh, that is dope. How did that opportunity come across? It's way it's it's honestly way easier than a lot of people. Like if you mention that in passing to, to someone, you're like, Yeah, I lived in China for a year and I taught English, people are like, Wow. But um pretty, I mean pretty much anyone can do it. Um, depending on the city and shit, you need a degree finished or you need it you need to actively be in school. Um, but a lot of cities in China and I'm sure other countries, a lot of places in general, like you don't really need a lot of uh there's not a lot of qualifications. There's a little a certificate called the TESOL. I forget what it all stands for, but it's like teaching English as a second language, basically. And you can complete those degrees or those certificates online uh, very quickly and very easily. So, like, obviously, obviously, circumstances are much different right now. So, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to pick up a teaching job abroad. But like uh, prior prior to this this new world we're living in, straight up. I was going to school for English, uh, wanted to travel, and got the TESOL certificate within, like, weeks, super fast. And uh, at least at the time, uh, I lived in a city called Dalian, China, which is in the northeast. It's like uh, an hour or two outside of uh, Beijing. And uh, it was just an extremely easy process. They and uh, the city that I was in, they required you to have a bachelor's degree, like finished. So the place I, um, <laughs> the place that hired me, they straight up forged a degree for me, for to <laughs> file with the Chinese government, dude. They they run some shit over there. They just like a lot of those English schools, 
are not above the board. They just like, and like corruption and shit, at least when I was there in terms of, of those kinds of legalities of like fudging documents and this and that, they just straight up pay off the local governments really openly. They're just like, this is what we're doing. Here's cash. And everyone was like, cool. <laughs> so technically, technically I was uh, a, a Syracuse university graduate, according to the, all of the, the documentation of my my the company that I work for in China. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh man, we just uh got a little got a little deep right there. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's um as far as the opportunity to even doing that, I mean that sounds dope. I mean shoot for anybody who I mean Depending on how, you know, the future goes, I mean, for anybody yeah. looking to uh, travel, I mean, you just got some some tips right there. But I can definitely see, uh, like, you've got a, a professional uh, baseball player's name. And <laughs> you... You throw on some, you throw on some glasses, some reading glasses. You're, you've got, you got the teacher aesthetic. Man. Like the modern teacher... Yeah. Hey, maybe someday, you know, I, I've got my, man, I mean, that, that, that's more so why we need a weekend to 30 to come back. We got to get our pot back on at some point because we could just wax nostalgic and metaphoric and philosophical for hours because I was about to be like, well, you know. I, I would like to be a professor someday, but my opinion on academia, and nah, we're not going to trail off on that shit right now, but yeah, man, we got so much to talk about. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. If you were to ask a younger self, you like, or no, if you were to look to the future, would you have imagined that you'd be doing what you're doing now? I mean, for some, I, I think uh, it's an easy answer to be like, not really because we didn't have, uh, Twitch, we didn't have all the technologies that we have now, but right. in some sort of or some sort of fashion, like, would you have imagined, you know, what you're doing now? I, you're right. The easy answer is, oh man, I could never imagine. But technically, yes, because this, it's not as glamorous as maybe your younger self imagined, and maybe you're not as far along as you're like. Obviously, when you're a kid, you're like, I want to be, like, you know, the music thing. I want to be a rock star. I want to be this. I want to be that. And, like, you have this idea of what that life outside of those moments are. Like, if you're a performer or if you make music, like, I think that my perception of what my favorite artist's life looks like, their personal life looks like, uh, it looks a lot different in my mind now than it did when I was a kid. So, um, you know, it, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely young, younger me in in a in a lot of ways. I think would be pretty stoked because I I wanted to I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to make music and stuff like that. And might not big be big famous rock star boy, but like uh, you know, I've accomplished some stuff and uh, got a long, got a long way to go. But we're out here, so yeah. I think younger yeah. me could could have seen this happening and would be kind of stoked about it. Yeah, the the big running the big running theme that I was trying to uh, pull together is that like when you're younger, you you kind of have the sparks of what you'll end up doing in your future. Yeah. Like uh, when when like when you said you got into music at a young age, like usually like more times than none. The things and hobbies and habits that you do when you're really young, you know, they kind of uh, they grow with you, but they they uh, they translate into the the upgraded version for each age range. Yeah, like when you're a kid, you know, you you got like the kid version of what you're doing now. Or, you know, little things here and there. But then, like, now, yeah. So it was, so it was always, it was always, like, pretty much destined for, 
for you to be doing what you're doing. It's just like you have to just you just have to be open and recognize, you know, recognize that. I think that in a lot of uh, aspects of my life, I'm a pretty passive person. So the the whole I think with most things, but especially like art and putting yourself out there and literally creating stuff, you have to go take it. You have to, you have to go be like, this is mine and this is like, I'm going to make a place for myself because no one, no one's just saying like, yo, well, at this age, you can apply, you can apply to be an artist here. Like you just have to go get it. And, uh, take me a long time to feel comfortable enough to put myself out there, you know? Absolutely. Same here. Like, um, like you said, you, instead of just, you know, uh, footing around it, you are making that, uh, that full intentional claim in saying that I am an artist. Like when somebody says like, Hey, what do you do? What are you like? I am an artist. I'm a musician. And that's, that's so, it's so much power in, in stating and knowing what you are. When when you find it out, I mean, it takes some time. But like, once you're able to say say it confidently, is is so much easier. Uh, with whatever you do after that, because now you you the 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 phrase I don't know is not really it 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 occurs less less and less. Yeah, I, I think I don't know was something that was on my brain or something that I would say, like if someone asked me, like, what are you or what do you do or what do you want to do within the past few years? I think I think I don't know would have been the answer till not too not too long ago, you know? Yeah, either that or you just kind of have to give like a seven years of disclaimers and well you know i do this but mm-hmm. not really and no doubt you know i'm just trying this out it's like but if that if that's something that you really love claim it it's yours it's you yeah i think that's you know that's the biggest for literally anyone doing anything especially i mean obviously art is the thing that we can relate to most on but like whatever you're most passionate about if you're not doing that right now, if you're not even comfortable enough to, like, if someone's like, hey, man, what are you about? If you're not comfortable enough to immediately say it, just reflect and, and yeah. find that place where you're comfortable because, that man, there's literally nothing more important to me in my life than doing and, and creating and shit. So, like, whatever that is for you, don't run away from it. Yeah. Don't go feels good on the side of the fence. Hell yeah. Man, it gets, it gets, it, it just gets so much easier. Like the, the, like even with this, as of, as of recent, the moment I started the, cause I mean, all right. So I had the, this, this last piece of sweet technology that I needed for to get started at the bare minimum, you know, this lovely roadcaster, not a sponsor of this podcast yet, but um, hopefully not in yet. the future. Hey, man, we got two roadcasters rolling deep right now. Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to you for for uh, forgetting it and letting me know and then uh, oh, hell yeah. and uh, increasing my um, desire to get it. You know, because I, I, I bust my ass to get this thing but um when i finally got this i said i'm not gonna lie i sat on my ass for a little bit and i was just like well maybe i can you know wait till i get better mics i mean i already got some mics but i think i want to get better ones but like nope you gotta start once you start then you know it, things just start to get rolling i mean i'll be able to get different mics later on but if I waited, then, you know, I'm closing the window. I'm, I'm you know, the, the window of opportunity is, you know, it, it fades. It don't stay open. It don't say, oh, hold my place. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll be here when you get back. Like, no, no, you got a, you got a certain time frame. You need to seize the opportunity. So, like, when I, f- 
up until when I first, you know, did the first episode. Um, after that, you know, I, I just been on the roll, and um, it is it, it feels great. I think I think the biggest thing with with all the stuff, like especially the stuff that we're interested in, is there's literally always going to be another piece of equipment that you're going to want, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be some piece of knowledge or some perspective or something, like especially when it comes to music or. or podcast like making something sound right or knowing how to mix it better or man like I, I just need to get inspired to get that that song with that hook that that works or whatever like there's always going to be and that, i think it's a good thing to always like desire to want more but like mm. it, it is important to start the grind and to see the progression it's it's, it's hard to start it's hard to start something because you want it to be the best it can be immediately and it's the best it can be right now, but it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna look back on it. If you start grinding now and keep grinding, you're gonna look back on that and be like, wow, I did improve a lot. So I'm glad, I'm glad you're, I mean, dude, the, the, the episode that I listened to of this podcast was awesome. And you're gonna look back on this and you're gonna be like, man, I am so glad that I stuck to it and I started, started it when I did. And, uh, yeah, totally worth it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling that and like the reception and uh comments and stuff that I've been getting I've it is uh been really uplifting and motivating even more so than uh than the motivation I already have. Yeah. Once you bust past that like twenty, thirty episode range, it's just gonna be automatic for you. I think when you start new things like a new band or a new podcast or a new like the Twitch or anything. I'm hitting the grind. Like I'm hitting the point right now where, yeah, you have to transition into the long haul type of thing, and you're like, "Fuck, man, what do I do every week? And what times should I go on? And how do I keep things interesting?" And like that self, that that doubt creeps in, and you're like, "Fuck, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but definitely should." Once you hit that stride, it's gonna be automatic. Yeah, and and you've been you've you've got good content. You've got good content on the on the good old Twitch over there, like the it's tough. the it's sessions tough. that you do. I enjoy it. And then you got the you got you got that uh that that nice curated uh mood with the lights and you got the partition up there. Trying to yeah. try and create a cool, a chill little space, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's like a online niche, quasi niche, uh, uh, coffee shop that you'd go to, but not really like coffee shop. I mean, I don't mean that in like a, in a derogatory way, but no, but it's like um. No, I I think I got you. I appreciate that. It's like a spot where you know, like, it has that curated mood, and you know what you're getting from it, and people can go there with confidence and be like, "All right, I'm gonna get some good tunes, some good gameplay, and uh, it's gonna be chill." Shit, I appreciate it. Versus like other people, they yeah. Versus other people where they maybe trying to do a lot of variety and like you never really know i mean unless if that's your thing and you like you want uh, a mystery bag niche is niche niche is coming back it's tough i'm definitely with the twitch thing there's definitely a feeling out process and that's like what I was talking about before, like that self-doubt of like, man, how am I going to figure shit out? Maybe I shouldn't after like I, so I guess, I guess the small plug before the the end of the podcast plug, I have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash cinematic portraits. And I, I'm actually reworking my streaming schedule, but I, I do music content and I'll, and I'll, you know, either do improvisational stuff where I'll just make something out of nothing, maybe work on some mixes, 
chat with people about music, you know, uh, that, that sort of thing. Um, and I'm definitely still trying to, you know, it takes a while to like suss out your identity and to suss out. I think the workflow thing is what comes next. What I still have to figure out is like just the confidence of, of hitting that go, go live button and be just like fine with, with, with working on my shit. Cause right. Uh, yeah. when you begin, you feel, you feel like, uh, the, 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 the curtain, like the stage curtains draw back and you're on stage and you have to perform this act. But like with the, the streaming stuff, the more and more comfortable I get with just like not acting like no one's there, but just not changing my behavior and just working on my shit like I would if I were by myself, the closer I get to that, yeah. the, the easier it feels. Yeah, I think that's what it is for a lot of people. I, I feel like I, I think about that uh, uh, quite a bit too. I mean, I don't have my cam yet, and I, pl- and I plan on you know doing the same, but it's just like, think it, I think if you're thinking too much about the current situation, because you're thinking about, all right, it's just me. It's a room. I'm talking to a camera, but you're talking to people that will watch what you upload, but you just have to, it's easier to say than it is to, you know, really just live at, like you just it just takes some exercise and just doing it over and over again like yeah you're gonna look and feel crazy because in a certain perspective it is but it that act has been doing has been doing wonders for people people i shit i mean all of us everybody watches youtube videos and no, no doubt. without the people, the, without the people who, who have adjusted to talking to the camera by themselves, uh, they are ahead of the curve, and uh, you know they're doing they're doing a the damn thing catching those uh, YouTube checks. I think that's the the most interesting thing because, like, regardless of how. It's not this overt, like, you go live and I'm playing a live set of music or something like you would, like, if you go to a show, which people are doing that, too, like, the, the live live streaming music sets and shit, which is really cool. Um, yeah. But as far as, I mean, literally, you know, like, if you're on some platform, if you are recording a podcast, if you're, if you're streaming, if you're releasing a song, literally whatever, it's, it's a performance. Like, you go live, it's technically a performance. And, and the... I think the most important part about like doing your shit is getting to a place where it's not an active thought, but you're passively doing like you're, you're doing what you're supposed to. Like for, for example, like uh, yeah, playing, playing a, a show, playing a live set with a band or if you're an artist and you're performing at a, at a real show with people there at concert or whatever you would like to call it. Um, I have found in every single, like every single time I've played a show and I've con- I like uh, consciously um, have thought about like, oh shit, this is the next note that I need to play. Or I, or like the thoughts of like, how is it going? How are my levels sounding? This and that. That's where you get in your own head and you start to fuck up. Mm. When you're not thinking about anything at all and you're literally living in the moment and you're not like, it sounds funny to be like the best way to, to play music in front of people or the best way to perform in front of people is to not think about performing. But like that is absolutely what works the best for me anyways. Like the more conscious thought I give what I'm doing in the moment, the worse it goes. If I just like don't think about it and just go with what I, that, that intrinsic, that, that shit that is already inside of you kind of thing. That's where, yeah. that's where it feels good. Yeah, you can't make TV and watch TV at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a... I mean, I, I kind of switched up the, the quote, but it was something from, like, football, like, years ago. And when... Uh, around my time was, like, when all the 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 major... Well, 
when when being a showboat was like really at its peak, because you know we had Allen Iverson and then we had Streetball and we had uh, Allen Iverson was why I like basketball. Reggie Bush and we had all these people, but so many people were caught up with uh, wanting to um, create a highlight versus being present in the game. So like they would okay, yeah, I know mess up. Yeah, they would mess up and instead of just if they would have practiced, you know, whatever they were trying to do, then they wouldn't have to think about uh any moves that they wanted to make. It would just come naturally. It would it'll be a part of their repertoire, just like you just said, like it's part of your day, it's part of the whole system. It's not like an added thing that you haven't perfected yet. I think that ties in perfectly that you're just trying out out of nowhere. To uh, what you were saying earlier about about the work thing and how it doesn't feel like work is mm-hmm. I think there's like a there's an element to so I guess yeah, I mean sports is a perfect example. Like the art sports thing. I I feel like sports and art are way closer than people like to talk about. I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy sports so much. But um yeah. like there's that 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 mystique, that magic to it. Like, obviously, with sports and shit, people are incredible athletes, and, like, <laughs> physical gifts are a real thing. But people think that it's just magic that, like, for example, like, for more modern age, like Steph Curry, shooting threes at the at the clip that he shoots and, like, how far out he can shoot a three and just drain mm-hmm. it. People think that that's magic. It's like, well, I wish I was born with that. And it's like... Yeah, he has physical gifts and he, he has the coordination and this and that and like he, but it's not magic, dude. He's he's been in the gym every single day for X amount of hours for X amount of years, working on these shots, putting up thousands of shots every day. So that when he gets in those situations, it's that it's not a conscious thought. It's something you've already done a million times. Absolutely. So that yeah. I think that so that ties into the performer thing. Like if you Running and you practice and you work on your shit. When it comes time to show people your shit, after a while, it should be automatic. Yeah, and that, I think that's something that I've um, I, that probably was a personal conversation. But yeah, like, uh, when you put in the work, it ain't a surprise. Yeah, it ain't a surprise. It ain't like, yeah, success is not a surprise when you put in the work. Hopefully, because like putting enough work it's an inevitability yeah like when you got a plan and then you know you work alongside uh, or work you know within that plan you're bound to get to get from a to b it's like it's not a surprise it's like just like i mean it's as like it's as simple as thinking about like okay i want to go from my house to the mall what are the steps from for me to get from my house to the mall? I need to get my keys. I need to get, you know, my my cards. If I I use cards, or if you use, you know, the the you know the eat the express pay first uh, from your phone. Uh, what you need? You need gas. You need a vehicle, or you need money to get on transit. You know, you, you break down the steps for any goal. That's how you create your A to B, and then you go along that path, and then you get you get there. You know, I think that's um, I think that's the hard part for for some people, and I think that's the hard part for me personally. Sometimes with like, uh, obviously, we just keep relating back to our shit. But like, what else are we gonna do? The like the art, you know, like creating art and, and doing the kinds of things we're interested in. I think the thing that makes me scared. But when you're exactly right, it's an A to B thing and you got to just keep breaking down those steps. Sometimes it does feel like you're like, man, what is that next step? Or like just people don't know how to get there. So that they're so they're like, well, yeah. I guess I'm not going to go because I don't know how to get there. Oh, and also something I think I mentioned it in. I mentioned it in a podcast that's not out yet. It's going to be out in like two weeks. The uh, It'll be like episode four. And, you know, you'll be episode five. But, um... This man's got a catalog going. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. We we on the move. I got... I actually probably got, like, one or two more interviews to do today. 
fuck yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. But um. What I was uh, saying was that what you do, what you want to do is not anything new. Like, there, there is somebody who has done with, I mean, with, if you, because there's so many people on earth, there was so many people that came before us. There's books, there's, you know, interviews that we can look at. Some, they're like... We all have people that we aspire like who like like uh we have people that we aspire to be or to be like in uh varying degrees, but they got if 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 there's somebody that's ahead of you that that is in your field, go ask them or ask somebody who is you know in in the general area of where you're trying to go be like hey how did you get to this spot or you know ask google ask or do do your research figure out where read interviews like find out where find the people who are where you want to be and ask them or figure out how they got there and then you can add you know their ingredients to your formula to figure out your pathway. Yeah, that kind of lifts the veil. It makes it less magical and more tangible. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, life is as easy as you want to make it, but you also have to take, you have to just simplify. Use the KISS method. Keep it simple. I mean, the last one is stupid, but I mean, that's depending on who you, you with. <laughs> But keep it simple. If you have two S's, if you keep it one S, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's it's simple. Just uh, simplify the well, what you want to do, or make the make your goals smaller and more achievable, but heading towards yeah the breakdown, the end result. You know, take you don't have. Yeah, you don't have to yeah, break it down in sections, pieces, you know. You don't have to um make it such a grand goal with a with a short time frame that, you know, is out of like really out of reach because there's so many steps that you need beforehand. Like I want a million dollars, but I've only got a job that pays me this much and I've got like a hundred dollars in the bank. Uh, you're not going to be a millionaire in six months. You got to figure out like, okay, how much money do I need to make a year? What do I need to put away? Uh, expenses, this and that. And like, you know, once you break down the ev- everything in between, you know, you solve for X. That's another thing that I've been, you know, been saying. That's like a, a philosophy philosophy i've been pushing to is like solve for x like you know if you know where you want if you know where you are and you know where you want to be you know just find out figure out everything in between yeah it, it's a lot easier to, to uh break it down it's a lot easier to achieve things when say you're like oh i want to be a, a platinum selling artist like if that is your that's goal one that is the only goal you got you're just going to be like, how the fuck do I get there? And you're never going to do that. But if you're like, step one, I want to learn how to EQ my fucking 808 better. Or I want to learn how to EQ my guitar track better. Shit like that. Like you make actionable stuff like that. And obviously the, I want to, I want to make this record and then I want to sell this record and then I want to do this. It becomes easier when you break things down like that. And also find out what comes with the end result, like if, because it's easy to say I want I want to be you know a platinum recording artist, but like, do you know the requirements? Do you know the the guidelines? Like, how many find out how many records it takes to be a platinum artist? Yeah, that's funny. That's true because I don't. I was gonna. I just use that as a random example, but I do not know how many units you have to sell to be a platinum recording artist. I think it's over a million. And when once you have that number, that's that that's when you find out your B. 
and then you work backwards from that and then you could be like okay i need this many people to you know either play my song this many times or a million people to buy my uh buy my record but i think like for the streaming age to be a platinum artist you need that's big shit ballpark 50 times more 50 times more than it takes for physicals which is even maybe i think 50 might be even just selling it short but i know it's like a ridiculous number yeah so i just looked it up uh platinum artists uh they sell one so one million units for albums mm. and two million for a single so if you want to be platinum on a single that's you have to sell that single two million times and you have to sell your album one million times to be a platinum artist for that release And and that's that's kind of funny too. Like just thinking about like how many people are on Earth, how many people are in America, and you only need to do it a million times. I mean, a million's a lot, but there's even more people that are on in this country, on this yeah, planet. Over three hundred million. So, but hey, I mean, I'll take those numbers. Platinum wouldn't that be Yeah. All right, we're going to um, shift into uh, the former name of this uh, podcast, which has now become a segment, which now will be an upcoming blog that I will um, put out as soon as I get a camera. It's called uh, Word to Wise. Uh, along the podcast, we have already dropped so many gems, but this one's a little bit more intentional. We're going to uh, give some uh, direct uh advice uh well you are um so i'm I'm the advisor yes (laughs) (laughs) so uh for for anyone i mean i'm pretty much kind of like uh keep younger people in mind when it comes to this podcast but it's really for anybody who you know is ambitious or just you know just wants to connect with people on you know life stuff but do you have about like three to five pieces of advice that you can share man i have one and i think that uh yeah sorry just jump into it i think there's something that changed things a lot for me it was something that wasn't that easy think about or talk about and it, it does come with a little bit of privilege because it costs physical money and uh, I'm certainly not rich but I have I have a lot of privilege, privilege just being able to afford it one piece of advice to people who can do it fucking therapy dude I started going to therapy regularly during quarantine and it is worth it like and it, it, if that's something that's not realistic for you, like through financial means or whatever, because I, I get it, like I'm uninsured and I don't have that much money. So I know that there are plenty of people who are like, yo, I straight up cannot afford that. But like, so I guess overall, like have like mindfulness, invest in yourself, um, reflect, meditate, like just, just take that time to like check in on yourself and care about yourself because for most of my life, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about how, how am I doing? And yeah, how, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a solid piece of advice. Care about yourself and take actionable steps to do so. What, what works for me is like meditating and literally going to therapy every week and talking about unpacking my fucking shit, dude. It just helps so much. So care about yourself, take time for yourself. That's what's up, man. Um, don't don't wait. That's some solid fucking advice. I think that you and I both know to a varying degree how it is to want to go after things and achieve goals and, and put yourself out there and, and make art and share it with people. Don't wait. When you're younger, when I was younger, I was like, someday, someday I'll make a, a solo record. 
someday I'll do this. And like someday doesn't ever have to come, so like don't wait.